Here we go.
Mechai before we start learning. Sometimes you just gotta sing a bit more. Okay, so this is also a nigan. They sing in Breslov, but it's not a Breslov nigan. It's a nigan that was written by my wife's great 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 grandfather. The Holy Rebbe Mechel of Zlacha. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Competition, there's no contradictions. There's just one limb helping the other, one sense aiding the other. Every part of us completing each other when you hear God's voice. Totally here. This is a. I feel so lucky, so lucky. We get to learn. We get to learn. We get to continue to learn together, to grow together. And I want to continue dedicating these shiurim for the Rafu Shlema of our dear friend Chaim Menachem Ben Leah, the Chaim Kramer's Rafu Shlema Bezrat Hashem Bekarov Mamash. So, greetings to wherever you are, to those of you that are still in Rosh Chodesh. To those of us that are already in Bet Sivan, this very, very auspicious day, which we is known also as Yom HaMeyuchas, the day of lineage. It's the day that the Ribbonu Shalaylam told us, go and see what you're made out of, go and remember who you come from. It's the day of going back to our roots. So it's a very, very, very special day. So there's a very... Um, everyone knows that when Rabbi Nachman, once he settled in Breslov, there were three times a year that Reb Nachman told his Chassidim to be with him. Three main times a year. Obviously Rosh Hashanah, and Shabbos Chanukah, and Shavuos. Shavuos was also, Shavuos was a time where they, they, they really got together quite often. And um, in one of the years that I want to tell you a, a little story about what happened, just one, one of the years, I think it was, it came out to be um, I think it was 1798 or 1799 yeah 1798 or 1799 this story happened while Reb Nachman was on his way to Eretz Yisrael and he, Shavuot's time came and Reb Nachman happened to get to a town called Khursan where he met a bunch, a group of uh, Chabadniks, of, um, not Lubavitchers, because they didn't get to Lubavitch yet, but Chassidim of the Alter Rebbe. And Reb Nachman spent Yantav with them, he spent Shavuos with them, and he, 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 he taught, he learned with them. 
I don't know how much learning it was, it was probably more like teaching or just like him just listening and looking into their eyes. Who knows what happened? But um, a person that was there with Rib Nachman said that at the Shavuos night after he was awake all night, he went to the mikvah with one of his, you know, the Shamises that were with him. Remember, Reb Nachman took, there was one person that went with Reb Nachman to Eretz Yisrael, and they're not sure exactly uh, who it is. Um, some say, I think it was Reb Shimon. I think it was Reb Shimon, or Reb Naftali, Reb Shimon, not sure exactly. But anyway, this person that was with Reb Nachman after he went to the mikvah, he said that Reb Nachman started walking with him towards Davani, and he kept on stopping and asking him, Do you hear these voices? Do you hear these voices? And when the person, the Mashamish, answered him back, he said, I, I don't hear anything. So Rabbi Nachman asked him again. This happened like three or four times. He says, he said to him, how could it be that you don't hear these, these voices, these sounds? So the person, this Mashamish, understood that Rabbi Nachman was hearing the kolos of Rakim of Kabbalah Satora. Rabbi Nachman was hearing those sounds, the thunder. He was experiencing... The, that that Kabbalah Satora of that year of I think it was 1798 and after Reb Nachman came out of the mikvah he had said that it was just revealed to him this much higher level of yira that no one could have ever fathomed even higher than whatever is written in the Zara Kodesh about yira Reb Nachman said he, he knew that there's, there's something called Yirat Elokut, there's fear of God, of God. There's Yirat HaRomemut, there's Yirat HaOnesh, there's all different types of level of fear. But he said the feeling that he sensed when he heard these Kolotu Brakim, and after being in the mikvah, he, what Reb Nachman was experiencing was a fear, a Yira, not a fear, but mean a state of awe that the world had never, world Pashut didn't, did not know of. And I've been thinking a lot about what this means. What, what, I mean, not that I have a chance of understanding what it means, but if I had to kind of assume what Rabbi Nachman is speaking about and try to bring it into my level. Now, I only am doing this because Rabbi Nachman gave us Rishus to take his Torahs and bring them to where we needed to be for our, for our Avodah Hashem. So I would think like this. We learned from Rav Kook that the deepest level of Yira is when I taste love and I'm petrified of losing it. So I instill myself with yira, because I say to myself that chas v'shalom, I should ever lose this connection. So what does that do to me? Like when I really taste love, when I really taste love, when I really taste like, like, like what it means to be wrapped up, mamish, the amino techabkeni, when, when I can actually begin relating to Shir Shiri on some personal level, right? So the way that we learned it from Rev Cook, what we said is that there's such a yira, there's such a pachad, that God forbid, God forbid, heaven forbid, that I would actually not have that anymore. And that's, that's a very scary thing, that's a very petrifying thing. So I don't know what it, what Reb Nachman was speaking about this year, but the night of Shavuos, as much as it's Yantiv v'chulei, let's zone in on how Reb Nassin understood to prepare yourself for Shavuos. What we're going to be seeing tonight are two letters. Two letters that Reb Nassin wrote to his son. 
One of the letters we, we, we were learning over this, this last Shabbos in our house. It's a very special letter that we learned. And the other one is really complementing it, and it's, it's really mashlim it in a certain way. But many people show up at this time already, and they're like, oh my God, six and a half weeks have passed. Am I again going to try to like cram the night before? Or am I really, do I have a chance of actually being a little bit ready, a little bit prepared this year for this year's Shavuos? So this letter, Reb Nassim speaks to his son to explain to him how to get ready to the best of his ability. Hayira shel Shavuos, the Yira of Shavuos. Hashem Nizbarach yezakeinu lehayira vehasimcha vehakdusha vehatahara shelcha ganora hakodosh haba aleinu letova. God should merit us for the proper Yira, the proper awe, the simcha, the happiness, the holiness and the purity of this awesome Chag that we're approaching. Im niskor nekuda achas, if we remember one point, me'otzem hayira hanimsheches b'shavuos, from the utmost of the yira which is drawn down on Shavuos. Now, what what was drawn down on Shavuos? K'mo shekasuv gam kol ha'olam kulo chal mipanecha. We say this, I think, in Rosh Hashanah and also Yom Kippur. Definitely Rosh Hashanah. I think just Rosh Hashanah, actually. And we speak about how at the time that you spoke to us, the world was shaking, shivering, shivering. The, the world itself was mizda'azeah legamre. So there's this kind of yira, you know, you're, you're, when you're in awe of something, like, I don't know about, about you guys, but I don't even know if you could hear it now, but we have these... I, I always feel like we're about to attack Iran. I don't know why. The planes fly here so low. They're constantly, like, I feel like it's bombish right over here. So when you think something's about to happen, what happens to your senses? They kind of, like, they kind of pause, and they, they ro'adim. Kol ro'adim, right? So Reb Nassim says that it brings from Chazal how the whole world, there was an echo. Everyone heard God, the whole world, heard that Hashem Yisbarach was talking to Am Yisrael. There was such an awe, there was such a year that took place at that moment. So you could either say the year means there was such love and there was such, but at the same time there was such fear that, oh, Ribbon Hashem, I don't want to lose this moment. Or, you know what happens to us sometimes? We're called Orthodox, we're called religious, or we're called believers, whatever, however you want to define yourself. And then once in a blue moon, you actually realize that you believe in God. And then you're really freaked out. So there's these moments you have, and they, they instill tremendous awe. Tremendous awe. So Ibn Nassim says to his, sons, to his son, if you could hold on to one moment of Yira, which is drawn from the holiday of Shavuos, then all the things he mentioned before, the Yira, the Simcha, the Gdusha, the Tahara, is all attainable. Ra'ui, he says, it's suitable lihizda'azea me'atab li shi'ur. It's suitable right now lihizda'azea, which means to be completely shooken up to immeasurable amounts. Ve'im adayin ein anu zochim And if we still don't merit to get a sense of the year that we're approaching, but by the way, I think that this year we have a tremendous, a tremendous opportunity to get a sense of Muhammad Sinai more than we ever did. Because so often when it's about 
staying up all night in shul or with chavrusas, there's such a cheshban of, okay, I'm going to learn with him till then, and then I'm going to have this amount, of, this amount of coffee until then, and then I'll hit the mikveh then, and then I'll... And then the Rebbe Shlom is saying to us this year, Tazvu, Tazvu Zechavra. That's, that's not it. This is something else. So Rebbe Nassim says, Bimadayin in anuzochim is but if we still haven't merited this year, al kol panim me'atar ra'ui dishpoch sichenu arbe kamaim nochach pnei Hashem. We still have these few days left in Sfira Sa'omer to pour out our hearts and souls before HaKadosh Baruch Hu like water before God, and ask, where are we in the world? We already counted more than six weeks. But yet, we still have not purified ourselves to the extent of getting access to the year of Shavuos. So I think Reb Nassim is saying it's amazing how it's like he could have been he could have been writing it this week. Reb Nassim is saying if the if Sfira was done properly, if the consciousness of Taharata Midot and the approaching the mountain was actually something that was done like it should be, or like it could be, then what would you be feeling? You'd be feeling awe. It would be an awesome feeling. There'd be awe. You'd, you'd, you would tremble. So Reb Nassim says, this is great, he's by this material. Where in the world am I in the world in Dafka? This year I thought I was a good one. I thought I understood the Midas a bit better. But if I'm not trembling before Shavuos, then, then where am I in the world? What's my, what, what do I think Sefirat Omer really is? So he continues here, second paragraph, he tells his son, Hashem atov yichaper v'yagen aleinu, v'yamshich aleinu v'rachma v'yirasa v'agdola. Hashem, the good God, will, will, will have rachmanes on us, he'll protect us, and he'll draw onto us through his mercy, through his compassion, his great yira. She'yikuyam bano, that should be existing within us. U'leva'avu t'yei yirato apneichem levilti techtao, and that the yira should be Mamash apparent in our lives, on our faces, so that we don't go astray. So much so that the, the yira that we have doesn't keep us in a state of being freaked out, but that it's supposed to result in simcha gedola, tremendous happiness. Who was I talking to on? I forgot who said this. Oh, Reb Simcha Hachbam. He was saying to us on Yom Yerushalayim, on Yom Yerushalayim morning, he came, to, he, he, he was Buddha, an Armenian, in, uh, in the, with the Chevra, and he said, no one sings, right? It's Hashem Simcha, that's the nigun we sing. But we know there's a puzzle, Hashem rejoice with trembling. You ever rejoice while trembling? Very, very special thing. Reb Nassim says to his son, the way that we approach real Yira is, how do I know if it's working? That it brings me to a place of tremendous simcha. 
And then in the bold type on the, on the bottom it says, וזה עיקר שלמות היראה. כשזוכים על ידה לשמחה. What's real completion of yira? How do I know that the midah of yira, of awe, is something that is really becoming chai v'kayam in me? If it leads me to a place of simcha. If it leads me to a place of simcha, then I know that it's working. We spoke about this a lot already. We already spoke about this quite often, that even through fear of punishment, and, that, and that's a lower level of fear, but if that's what I have, you can eventually merit to receive simcha based on the ways that we, basically based on implementing a zamra in our lives, and that way and in that manner, it, lead us, it leads us also to a place of simcha. So this is very, very important for many, many reasons. But I think that one of the main ones is that our concepts of simcha need to be, need to be clarified. Simcha does not just necessarily mean when I, don't, I, I have a reason to be happy or I don't have a reason to be happy. Simcha can be, I'm so happy over the things that freak me out. I'm so happy that when I taste real love, I'm petrified of losing it. That makes me happy. Think about that for a second. I'm so happy that when I say goodbye to my Rebbe that I don't see, unfortunately enough, even though, Baruch Hashem, I actually get to, I do get to see him. Feels like six, seven times a year, but maybe even more, but I'm so happy that when I walk away, I'm in pain. Or, I'm so happy that when I'm about to walk into the room where he is, I get filled with, with, with awe. It's not, it's not simcha, oh my God, I get to see my... It's not that. It's yira. But I'm so happy that these are the things that put me in the state of yira. V'chein hala. V'chein hala. And there are many, many different examples, and they're different for, you know, they, they're, they're so different for many different people. But this concept of yira, how do I know that I really took it to the right place or that it was incorporated in the right place? If it produces simcha at the end of the day, if it produces simcha by me. So Reb Nazan says, where is your yira at in the Sphere of Solomon account? Where, where, are you, where are you in regards to, to yira? Where are you holding, right? What does it feel like? Are you getting a sense? Do you get a sense of, oh my God, it's, it's Sunday night tonight in three nights, three, four nights? So Reb Nassim says, don't worry, just talk about that with God. Someone asked me yesterday, what, how am I supposed to approach Yisbodos if I, I set a time, I go and I sit down, and I do his but the, but it's not coming out. So the, the, the answer is, that's what you talk about. That's exactly what you speak about. Because by the Ribbono Shleilam, where's the starting spot? The starting spot is, is definitely not what you think you're supposed to be saying. It's what you're actually feeling at that moment. That's the starting spot. Many of us would love to feel that Shavuos is here. I'm ready, I'm about to, I hear voices. I'm like, I know it's going to be like Reb Nachman coming out of the mikvah, Yira, and... 
I was coroned, this whole sphere of I had kids, I was juggling kids and chores and, and God knows what. I had time to focus on Sphira. I had time to focus on Tikkun Amidos, please. So the truth is we did have time, but that's another. That's a, that's a separate issue. It does feel like we didn't. But the way to approach this now as we're going towards the, as we're going towards the mountain is that right now it can happen in a second. That right now we decide, Rebona Shleinam, I have a dream. I have a dream to approach you in a few days, Beira. Can you please explain to me how I achieve that? And in the beginning, when you feel so far from it, it doesn't feel so good. But it feels good to at least get it off your chest and speak that to the Rebona Shleinam. And eventually it'll bring you to this place of Simcha. So now look at the second letter that Reb Nassim wrote to his son. And in the second letter, we speak about the similar concept from a little bit of a different angle. Reb Nassim says to his son, Shavuos is around the corner. Baal Arachmi, master of compassion. Yachus aleinu, have compassion on us. Let us finish off the counting. Not just to make sure I continue saying it with the bracha, then obviously, but that the way that I incorporate Svira Salam into my life, Reb Nassim says, may, I, may we finish it off like let it, let it be like this last week, these last few days, let us go out with a bang, right? That no matter what happened, this is why this piece really connected to the previous piece. I don't know what happened until now, but I know that from right now it starts. That I should merit that from right now, from this second right now, Sunday night in Eretz Yisrael, 9.05, Sunday afternoon in New York, 2.05, right? That right now, I don't know what happened until now from Pesach to now, but now I have laser vision. I'm laser beam focused. I'm about to meet you at Har Sinai. Please, Ribbon Shalom, show me how to prepare myself from this second on. Ve'im omnam, Reb Nassim says, fourth line, Ve'im omnam adayin tzrichim l'shaber halev alzeh harbeh. If you still need to break your heart over this a lot, u'levakesh u'leitchanen lifanav yitbarach alzeh harbeh. And if you still need so many Hisbordidu sessions crying over this, because you still don't feel like you're ready. So Reb Nassim says, then go for it. Ve'lifkot lefanav bidma'os shlish. You should cry before Hashem bidma'ot shlish. Dma'ot shlish is a, it's a phrase, it's a concept of, uh, imag- it's like a measurement, it's like a crazy amount of tears. Keben ha'bochel lifnei aviv. Like a child that's crying before his father. This is like what we always go through. When I go to shul and I see that guy shuckling by the last night of Sfira and there by the Shah Hamishim, and oh, he's ready, he's ready, and where am I? So I have that vision of that person already that did all the preparations, they're already set, they're already in Efwani Ba'olam. So whether that's true or not, it's irrelevant. Reb Nassim saying, 
whoever it is that is receiving the Torah this year, I want to be with them. Like he says, says, Even though I told you, cry, cry, cry. But then Reb Nassim says, Yes, you might have this awakening now that you don't feel like you're ready for Shavuos. And what is the Satan going to do with that? I got you. Now you're feeling holy because you're feeling guilty. You never heard that sound? You never heard that voice? I got you right where I want you. Now you're feeling holy because you're feeling guilty. That's the anthem of the other side. That's the anthem. They have us convinced. It's, it's mind-blowing. They have us convinced with that, like mamish with everything. So Reb Nassim said, I know, I, I told you to cry and cry and cry because those tears, those tears will bring you to be with amongst those that are going to receive God's words this year for the first time. But there's only one Nikuda. While you do all the crying, you've got to make sure that these last few days, Torch Shavuos, is also someone that's so besimcha that this is where they're heading. You have to mechazek yourself with simcha every single day. Why? So Reb Nassim ends the paragraph here in something very important. You want to receive the Torah. You want to receive the gift. Reb Nassim says the kli, the vessel, into which you place the gift, the gift is the Torah, and you want to take it with you, right? Reb Nassim says don't kid yourself. If you walk away from Har Sinai crying, I don't deserve it, I don't deserve it, God says, you know what, we'll talk next year. But if you walk away from Har Sinai saying, I don't deserve it, but, but, but you decide to give it to me anyway, then the Kli is ready. And the vessel's there. And this is all based, There's a famous teaching in the Kutei Maharan, one year, that was all I did one night, I remember. It was years ago, I was with my parents in Ranana before I was married, and Leil Shavuos, this is what I was learning all night. It was so sweet. There was such sweetness in the air. Anyway, it's a long Torah, then. There Boaz El Rut, and it's the whole teaching there is, Al Ma'amar Rabotein Uzal, Atid HaKadosh Baruch Hu La'asot Machol HaTzadikim. That in the future, the Ribbono Shalom is going to make a machol, a circle, a dance for the Tzadikim, Atid Lavo. So then Reb Nassim says like this, this is so interesting, how, how brutally honest he is here with his son. And he says, you know what? As I'm writing this down, what I just wrote you right now, I was just remem- remembered of a pleasantness of a spark. That's in my heart, Mizota Torah Dosha, from that teaching from Rabbi Nachman that speaks about how the kli to hold the Torah is simcha. So Rabbi Nassim says, I just rem- I just thought about that Torah, and and some kind of pleasantness started sparkling, buzzing off my heart. I don't even know what what else I could write to you from such passion that's in my heart that I, it's I'm speechless right now, but this is what I'm feeling. 
כי שם אינת טיצ'ינג מדבר מהתנוצצות אלוקות וביטול אל האינסוף. אינת טיצ'ינג. רב נחמן מדבר about a sparkling, a ray of light of godliness, and bitl el ha'ensof, self-nullification to the eternal, infinite one, that a person, and I'm just going to translate this and then explain this to the best of my ability outside, ad sh'arishimu me'ir lehada'at, until the imprint illuminates the knowledge, u'lamshich misham ha'torah, And to draw down from this place that was just created, Torah, how do you draw down the Torah from this place that was just created? Okay. What just happened over here? What's the point that we're trying to do? We're trying to figure out a way to take with us what Hashem has given us. So we know that the vessel is called Simcha. And in the vessel called Simcha, that's a place where the Torah can be taken, can be drawn from. But how do you create this vessel called Simcha? So in that teaching that Rabbi Nachman taught about, he speaks about when there's the sparkling of godliness in your life, which thus causes you to go into a state of utmost bitl, right? Bitl ela einsof. And many of us have those moments where bitl is not really that difficult. You almost feel like you're taken captive by bitl and you love it. Meaning it's not this thing you work really hard on getting. It's that you're at a concert and you hear someone start, just start singing, You hear those notes or you hear, you hear something. Like sometimes I hear of Weinberger just say certain phrases. The, on Friday, listen, we were learning online, he was saying the words, Nasa Venishma. Nasa Venishma, the way he said it, Nasa Venishma. I was completely mevutal in that moment, but it wasn't because I did anything. It's because the Koyach of the Tzadik just like, <laughs> yeah, you hear these phrases, Nasa Venishma. From a, from a person that lives it. So anyway, Reb Nassim says that Reb Nachman explains that when there's moments where you're so mevutal, where you're so self-nullified, what happens is that that creates an imprint in your, in your mind. Even though you're completely nullified and you say, I don't even have a da'at, I'm so mevutal to something else, at that moment you created a vacant space for Hashem to stamp Himself in your mind. And then what happens is you draw Torah from that place that was now carved into you because you got out of the way. You got out of the way. Now there's new light of Torah in you. You draw down from there the Torah. And this is through Simcha, which becomes a cleave for Kabbalah Satorah. Reb Nassim says, Shekol zeh husod shavuos zman Torateinu. This is the secret of Shavuos. So why am I so excited about it this year? Because it's almost not even worth planning anything for the Shavuos. Other than 
tefillahs, crazy tefillahs. Crazy tefillahs, Hashem, please. May I merit to build a Kli of Simcha. As opposed to, this year I'm going to learn this from 11 to 1, and then this from 1 to 3, Mikvah at 3.30, then Rus, then... That's not the Avoda. And I know that's very hard for people to hear. Especially people of structure, which generally is usually a very holy and healthy guideline to live by. But these kind of things can't be scripted. The place we're speaking about right now of Bittl, of Bittl to the Ainsof, thus causing a he'ara illumination in the mind to draw down Torah from this place, you can't say, at 1 a.m. I'm planning on experiencing a complete self-nullification. It doesn't work. You just got to show up, but the, the truth is you got to prepare yourself for this. These last few days of the Sphere, this is what we cry over, because this is the secret of what Shavuos is all about, Ibn Asin says. Man omar, third line from the bottom, Man omar, omane daber. What can we say? Ibn says over here, like he said many times, if only to come into this world to hear that teaching from Rabbi Nachman, it would have been enough. But really, it was like this with every teaching Rabbi Nachman ever said. Baruch Baal Harachamim, blessed is the Master of Mercy. Who does wondrous, tremendous kindness and good things in every single generation? Well, we have a we have a really, really beautiful opportunity this year, and it's going to take a lot of guts. It's going to take a lot of guts. It's going to take a lot of azus dikdusha, a lot of holy chutzpah. That, of course, we're still going to plan to whatever we plan. I mean, you need to have some. You're not supposed to say, "Okay, this year I'm not planning. I'm just going to sit around." And hopefully I'll just feel it and I'll know, right? That's not it either. Forget about Shavuos. What about right now? Remember last week? Everyone took upon themselves 15 minutes of his Hizbaididas? Right? Raise your hand. No, you don't have to raise your hand. But you, you we, we took it upon ourselves last week, right? However, we want to taste the side of Shavuos? not a test to see if it happens the night of Shavuos itself. We have a few more days. Three more days of counting. Three, four days. That's it. Reb Nassim says, what a perfect time to start to get ready. What a happy, what a, it couldn't be a more perfect time to start to get ready and tune into the concept of Yira. So I give us all a bracha, a strong bracha, give me a bracha back, that when we say we should have a shvuas like we never had before, I'm not worried about shvuas being shvuas. Mekadosh Yisrael v'azmanim. Shvuas has such kedusha in it, I'm not worried about that. What I'm more concerned about is Sunday night, is Sunday afternoon. What am I going to do now? I ended Shear 12 minutes early for everybody, right? Didn't go to 9.30. What am I going to do for the next 12 minutes? Ah, Ribbon the Simchel Even if I don't know what that means to be amongst those that are the real receivers 
of your Torah, Hashem, at least I want to. And I'm going to keep on talking to you and crying before you because I know I need you so badly and I need to rid myself of all my preconceived notions of what you are, who I am, what we are, what receiving of the Torah is, yada, yada, yada. It's all great. And it was all perfect until now. Now it's a new world. We can do this. The truth is, we don't have the luxury not to. This is our time to go the extra mile. This is our time to become our own Rebbes. This is our time to cry without forcing the, the tears. It's our time right now to receive the Torah like it was never received before. It's our time to be besimcha. This is our time. Thank you so much for being with us. Be'ahava Rabba. Be'simcha Rabba. Ve'amruchula mi'chamocha ba'yelim Hashem. Layla Tov, everybody.